The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome back to the official and official podcast presented by Blue Wire Networks. I'm your host, former Face Junior College Baseball, the Fall American. We are joined with an old friend of the show, a good friend of the show, a guy that was recently traded at the trade deadline, new member of the Los Angeles Angels, Logan O'Hoppy. How are we doing, brother? I'm good, man. Good. Happy to be back. You're back. You're all the way back. But I mentioned the Los Angeles Angels. We got to go into that because obviously, listen, I, I keep my ears on the streets for you. I'm double checking Twitter, scrolling your name and stuff like that. You were a massive trade target for a lot of teams, especially with that depth chart the Phillies had. Not a lot of movement there. Did you know before you got traded that there that was like a potential thing for you, or you don't listen to that stuff? Uh, I tried not to listen to the the public stuff that was on Twitter, like you said. Um, but I, I talked to my agent about it and had a little bit of an idea and knew it was a possibility, but uh, I don't think anything could have prepared me for when it actually happened. It was kind of nuts. So when you got traded like where were you how did you find out like what was the whole story with that yeah we had an 11 a.m game that day in reading um it was a kid's day so played 11 a.m um my parents were there it was my mom's birthday that day um and then my girlfriend came to reading with her parents too so we all went to lunch afterwards and um that was around three o'clock and got the call at like 3 30 uh right in the middle of lunch and just walked outside and i was on my phone for a good 45 minutes hour after that talking to different people whether it's with the angels or my agent whoever um and yeah and then 20 hours later i was on a flight down to alabama man it was, it was a quick turnaround well i mean that is it's just it's absurd because obviously like you're so did you play that game i did that day yeah did like was there like a farewell logan O'Hoppy tour at reading because i mean you've been there for a <laughs> decent amount of time was there you raked there you were like a you were one of their own so i mean was what was like the fan reactions? You obviously had to do that awkward go back to your locker and clean all your stuff out, right? Like that's the most awkward thing of all time. Yeah, I did. Um, I don't know if I should be admitting this or not. We came back from a road trip on the first, and uh, I knew it was a possibility. So I was like, you know what? I'm not even gonna unpack my bag. I just <laughs> threw what was on my loop. So I had uh, I had most of my stuff packed up just in case. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There wasn't a farewell tour by any means. But uh, <laughs> but I I can't say I was completely unprepared. Like, do you guys play them or no? No, no. We're in the I was going to say, because then there'd be like a standing O video tribute, all that type <laughs> of stuff. Logan O'Hoppy there. The face of Redding. But 
I mean, so you're in Alabama and like, we're talking about two different parts of the country. Like we're going from Pennsylvania to Mm -hmm. Alabama. Like it's just the most opposite, like lopsided difference of all time. What was like the biggest difference you noticed living in Alabama? Is it like the amount of sweet tea people drink down there? (laughs) That's a, that's a good one, man. We were just in Tennessee. I tried Milo's sweet tea for the first time and um, probably wasn't the best decision that may add some unneeded calories to the diet, but, uh, <laughs> but no, man, it's great. It's, uh, it's more laid back here and a little spaced out than it is in Pennsylvania and, and the whole Northeast and Northeast is what I'm used to, man. Like we had talked about in the first time I was on being from New York. So, um, it's not a culture shock. I like the South and, uh, I like that it's a little bit more relaxed, especially when you're coming into a new group, you don't want things to be too hectic than they already are. But, uh, no, I'm loving it, man. I'm really enjoying it down here. So let's say hypothetical because cl- you, you actually sent a ricochet shot to me on Twitter when I said college football is back. You said it's baseball season, which I respect. That's fine. Let's say Alabama University of Alabama is playing a Saturday night game. Are you are you ma- are you are you going to be in attendance at the University of Alabama to watch Nick Saban and the boys? We happen to have an off day, then then I would try to for sure. So I can't. No, I'm saying if you have a game, but... if you have a game and they're playing Saturday night college college game day at eight o'clock, I mean you have tons of time in between there um no i will be on the field i will be i'll be locked into that and uh no i'll watch the highlights of that one for sure. i respect that i mean so did you happen to i think you faced a really good friend of the show ryan jensen last weekend did you believe so yeah i'm throws, awful with names so if i saw like 99 like five foot four <laughs> uh dude we we just played the cubs double a and yeah that's him all of them through hard so yeah, yeah he's, and I definitely let me look him. let me look if you played him let me go through the game uh, logs here because he is yeah, uh, i should know that but i uh i'm not very good with with names or remembering well you're I studying think. you're studying your own pitcher i respect that that's, a, that's <laughs> you're studying your own pitcher what sequences stuff like that is that like one of the hardest things you feel like yeah. it, um starting to understand like the sequences of like new pitchers and all that type of stuff yeah absolutely uh the first week or two my i didn't really care about I shouldn't say I didn't care about how I played. I did, but I just wanted to keep the ball in front of me and not get shaken off as much as I could. I didn't want to be a burden to those guys because that's a tough thing too. Like these guys, I came in August and anyone that plays knows that, I mean, you're in a pretty good groove by August, you know? So um, it was tough, man. It was like coming into spring training in the middle of the season. So, um, but these guys have been great men and and pretty, pretty damn good. So uh, it's been a fun thing to be a part of. Did the Angels GM like specifically call you and talk to you or was it just like all area scouts? Yeah, I talked to Perry, um, right. He was actually the first guy that called me after I was told I was traded. Um, and yeah, he, he's been awesome, man. Everyone in this organization has been great. And, uh, and yeah, 80 great humans, man. Yeah. I mean, like it, it's so wild to me because it happens so fast. Cause I, it, I think that happened a little bit later in like the close to the end of the deadline, right? Like it was like close to the end of it. Yeah, I think the deadline was at was that four or six. I forget what which one it was, but yeah, it was within the last couple hours of it. Okay, because it's like you probably had your hand off the chess piece there, like all right, like I'm I, I'm staying with the Phillies, and the next thing you know, boom, you're gone. It's just a crazy sequence. So, uh, and and the Angels organization is electric because you get to look up and you're watching the games, and you get to see Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, just guys like that. So. How pumped are you next spring training to be able to like, obviously if you get that spring invite, which I think you will to be able to be like, I'm going to be playing alongside the, one of the greatest ever do it. And just a guy that's a freak of nature and Shohei Otani. Yeah, I hope so, man. I appreciate that. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, I mean, just watching them and learning from them, you know, cause I feel like 
luckily when I was in Phillies, I got to experience some of some of those guys over there, and and I took a lot from them without them even knowing it. I, I'm kind of that kid in the corner that just stares and watches. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to uh, observing how those guys go about their day. How nervous are you for that first like potential Shohei Otani bullpen you have to catch where he has just eight pitches in his sequence and you're just behind there like oh god like, I don't know what this guy's throwing here like, <laughs> this is gonna be nasty. Well, to go back a little bit, um, the Phillies two years ago in 21 sent out a group of guys to uh, drive line and um, he was there as well. So I'm not completely unfamiliar with with what he throws and, and how he goes about it. So um, yeah, I'm. I'm I'm looking forward to that. And then that's a headline grabber right there. So it's going to be like, it's going to be written in like an LA newspaper, like Logan (laughs) O'Hoppy and Shohei Otani have a prior relationship. (laughs) They're they're ready for the show. I don't know if it's that deep by any (laughs) means, but uh, at least catching him for the first time won't be completely unfamiliar. And we got to talk about something here that you're doing. That's awesome. I brought it up here. So you're doing work with uh, Alex's lemonade stand foundation. Obviously every home run you hit, you donate. How much is it? $25 $25 for me. $25. I mean, you've just been launching home runs. Like, I mean, if I if I joined in, I would just be straight up broke because I would have to donate like just 10 grand for how many home runs you've hit this year. How, how did that start? And like, what went into that? Like, did they reach out to you or you reached out to them? Yeah, I reached out to them first, or I should say the people at my agency reached out to them. Um, the people in my agency over at Aces are, are incredible. They make life so easy and, and make things like this um, even more impactful than, than they can be if, if I was the only one running it. Um, but I got the idea after, I know we talked about it with my dad got sick uh, last year. And then this year, my, my good friend, Corey Fallon got sick as well. And um, after Corey got diagnosed, then I ate, sparked a, a fire under me and I wanted to, to do something about it. I mean, I know what we're doing. It, it helps and it raises awareness and, um, it can't can't cure him by any means, but hopefully it can give him something to smile about. But that's kind of what got the ball rolling. And um, I looked up different foundations and organizations I wanted to work with, and Alex's Lemonade Stand was the best. And what got me was that Alex's Lemonade they they work with doctors to find a cure, you know. And and um, I know other other organizations they just raise money and awareness, which is all great. Um, but I'm a big believer in, in really doing something about it. And Alex's Lemonade Stand is. Uh, is exactly what I want to be a part of. And, and we got a good thing going. So uh, looking forward to working with them again in the future. I mean, it's awesome. I mean, you have 22 home runs this year. And I believe if I have this correct, your first four hits in the Angels organization was all home runs. Is that true? I believe so. I think so, yeah. That's just absurd. I mean, <laughs> that is great. Does the ball, and this is just a dumb brain, my dumb brain type of question. Does the ball travel more in Alabama than Pennsylvania? Like, give me some analytics on that. Give me some science. I I think so. And when I got assigned to Reading back last spring, I heard that it was a hitter-friendly ballpark and that it was a launching pad. Um, and I felt like I had a couple flyouts this year that shouldn't have been flyouts in Reading. So, uh, <laughs> so there's a little salty taste in my mouth about hitting in Reading. <laughs> no, I'm enjoying it down here, man. It's it's a lot of fun. And I, we got to figure out a way to get the trash pandas to reach out to me and get one of those hats. Cause those are the most dynamite logos of all time. I mean, what, pretty sick. When, when you hop down there, did you look at that team logo? Like, all right, I'll look good in this stuff. Like this, this oh. logo's fire. And do they get a decent amount of fans there? They pack it out, man. It's a really good crowd. I don't know how it's going to be now that high school football is starting on the weekends, but, uh, but since I've been here, it's awesome, man. And as far as the team I had heard about it a little bit, um, but yeah, then I then I dove deep into it once I found out I was coming down here, and uh, yeah, the logo is pretty electric. I actually got a cup here, like like that logo is just sick. 
Oh my god, dude! Just so, the trash pan. It's just that's why minor league baseball is undefeated. Do they what? What yeah. kind of like uh funny giveaways do they do there? Like, do they have a a beer hitter and stuff like that? Like they do at other minor league parks? Um, honestly, man, like I haven't picked up on too much of it just because I've still been in the mix of of getting my feet wet um, by playing. But I know they do have a lot of like in between inning promos and stuff like that. They had one cool one a couple days ago or last week i should say that they uh threw these like parachutes off the top of the stadium into the crowd and like three there was like hundreds of them and like three of them had cards for free chick-fil-a for a year oh yeah so, so like it was like you look up in the seventh inning in the middle of the seventh inning during the stretch or something like that and there's just a hundred parachutes coming down it was it was that one was pretty cool that's all time i mean that's electric yeah. but how like Going back to like your family and stuff like that, it's kind of bummy because originally you were so close to your family and stuff like in Pennsylvania. But um, like, how far is the flight now? Like, do they, or how many times a year are they going to start to come down and stuff? Have they been out there a couple times? Uh, they came when we were in Biloxi in Mississippi. That flight was uh, maybe three hours. But they, there's always a layover in either Atlanta or Charlotte. Um, but they'll be down. I think my dad's going to come down for the playoffs. So they'll be, I mean, we only got a couple weeks left, but uh, yeah, they'll, they'll be down at some point. And I mean, my girlfriend goes to Penn state too. So that was kind of crappy having to leave because it's yeah, hard to have so wedding. But, uh, but yeah, we're, we're making it work and uh, yeah, they'll, they'll definitely make it work for sure. I think Let, let's go into the futures game because obviously I, I, I don't know if you, if you gave me insider and told me there was a potential that you might be in the futures game before it was really, I don't know, whatever. We'll just pretend that you told me because okay. we're boys, but yeah. where were you when you found out that you were making the futures game? And like, what was that kind of emotions that was kind of like that took over you? Because that is, I mean, you look at the Futures games in the past. You've had guys like Bobby Witt playing it. Like, obviously, our guy Bryson. You've had Acuna yeah. playing it. Everyone's played in it. So that's pretty much, like, the next step to, like, all right, I'm cl one step closer to being, like, in the show it's, or getting recognized, at least. Yeah, well, it was a big goal of mine this year. Um, I had wrote it down, and I was I was really thinking about it. And, and I'll admit, like, I was pressing for it early in the year. I was really trying to put some good at bats together and, and get there. And, uh, and luckily I got, I got that chance, man. I was in Binghamton. Um, I was sitting in bed before I was going to the field. It was like an hour before I went to the field and, um, and I got the call and, and it was, it was pretty cool, man. Like I called my family right away and, and they all went nuts. Mom was crying the whole bit cause they knew it was a goal of mine for a while. Um, and then actually, so I got that call on like on like Tuesday, and that Friday in Binghamton, I got sick, like really sick. I had a bad virus. I don't know what it was. They did a bunch of tests and stuff. But I was sitting there and I was like, I better get soon quick because I don't ever get sick really. But I was <laughs> down bad. And I was like, I better get get better for this. And then I went back <laughs> and uh, ended up building up just in time for the game. So uh, I was pretty nervous after, for most of the time leading up to it. But when I got out there, it was nuts, man. It is crazy. And also like talking about recognition, man, I mean – I'm going to pump your tires here. You are ranked the number one prospect for the LA angels, which is honestly like a, it's a sick honor, obviously. Oh, but thank you. Is that something that you look, you obviously don't look into and stuff like that, but does that give you, cause maybe sometimes you are hard on yourself. Does that give you the recognition? Like what you're doing right now is like, right. And like the stuff that you're working towards is like coming into fruition and stuff like that. Well, first things first, I don't know who the hell I'm fooling. <laughs> um, put me on top of that one. So I, I, I don't know who's paying who or what, but, uh, <laughs> but no, man, in all seriousness, it, it's, it's a huge honor. And I feel like it comes with a lot of responsibility and, uh, 
and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to handle that to be honest with you. But, uh, but yeah, I, in my head, I'm very much that 23rd rounder in 2018. And I don't think that'll ever go away. And, and I kind of like being the late round draft pick and the kid that the skinny kid that came in from high school. So I'm going to continue to to go in every locker room with that mindset. Are you starting to notice that with the fan attendance though? Like, cause obviously they have to do the marketing and stuff like that for the trash pandas game, stuff like that. I'm sure they're saying they have the number one angels prospect, but are you turning into more of like, all right, I got to sign all these autographs and stuff like that now, because it, it speaks for itself. Number one prospect in the system. Well, I, I appreciate it, but I'm not going to lie to you, man. I haven't, it's been so much less in Alabama than it was in Reading because Reading is so fan and in, in intimate and you got to walk through the crowd to get to the locker room in the cage and all that. So, um, it took more of a toll on me in Reading, um, but here it's been pretty laid back, man. Like, I love walking out of the dugout and not a lot of people asking for you to sign anything. So, I've enjoyed this past couple of weeks. How good is that team? Because I'm looking at the prospect list here. I mean, you guys have on you, the number two prospect, the number four prospect, the number five prospect, the number six, and the number seven. So, just every single top prospect in that organization is on that team. So, how good are the Trash Pandas? Are they a wagon? It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're pretty good, man. I'm not. I, I hate saying that. I hate coming off cocky or overconfident. But um, I walked into this clubhouse and it was crazy because we we won our first game. I was here and I got back in the clubhouse and there was just like music was on, but it wasn't too loud and everyone was just like hanging out. And I was like, "These guys know how to win. Like these guys have done this before." So um, yeah, man, it's it's a lot of fun and everyone everyone does their work the right way and, and takes it seriously and has a perfect balance of having a good time and, and getting the job done. So, uh, yeah, I always joke, like, I, I, I don't know if I wanted to get a sign here cause I don't really want to leave. It's been, uh, it's, been awesome. <laughs> it's it, dude, it's awesome. I mean, you guys are in first place, 29 and 22, but I got to ask you about a kid on your team. There's a couple kids I want to ask about. So the first one is the shortstop. He's the number two prospect, Zach Nito. Yeah. His stats are just video game ask. How, how nasty is this kid? Is he a freak? He can swing it, man. He's actually my roommate. So oh. we're living together. And, uh, yeah, he's an awesome dude, man, and, and a really good player. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what he's going to be able to do. I hope I get to play with him for a while. And then you have another guy there who took the baseball world by storm in college. I think you actually posted an Instagram that you went to go visit his school. Is Ben Joyce. Mm -hmm. What's Ben Joyce like? And how unbelievably hard is it catching this dude? Because he throws 103. So I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, he's one of the nicest kids I've ever played with, first things first. And he's uh, built like a Greek god. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so i got to be careful walking around the clubhouse and lifting with him especially. I'm going to feel pretty insecure after he walks around. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Ben's great, and he throws strikes and fills it up and, and competes his butt off. So it's uh, it's not as hard as people think catching him because he, he does control it so well. But, uh, yeah, he's he's a special one, man. He, he throws the crap out of it. Does it does that like do, I gotta ask you this like again another dumb brain question? Do you feel a difference from like ninety eight to one hundred three? Like, is it that big of a difference catching it like behind the plate? Ben's ninety eight to one hundred three, no. Um, but just an, anyone else that throws ninety eight compared to Ben's hundred and one, say, is is different. I think. Um, <laughs> Just, I don't know what it is, man. It's just a big body coming down the mound and, and comes out a little bit different. So um, I would say it's more dude to dude, but yeah, I definitely see a difference. You got to like send him an invoice to replace like the uh, lining and uh, like the lacing of your gloves and stuff. Cause I'm sure you've a couple, you've lost a couple of wounded warriors down there. 
um, some of the balls you've caught. The glove probably the glove's taken a toll for sure, right? Dude, I have like pads like that thick, like in above <laughs> because it's just wearing down. My my index finger on my left is actually like so much bigger than my right. I don't know if you can <laughs> see it on there, but yeah, just like wear and tear on this hand, man. But uh, yeah, he's he's definitely not no help when it comes to that. And then let's go back to the future game. So obviously you're there with that experience. Did you get to meet like, cause I, I know Ken Griffey Jr. is involved in it and stuff like that. Was he, was he involved when you were there? He was. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Like you, you walk around and just bump into guys like that. Um, so I was trying to shake as many hands as I could and um, didn't want to bother too many guys, but, but yeah, it was, it was a wild experience, man. It's like you turn your head one way. It's like, Oh, you know, there's, there's that guy that you could pick his brain and turn the other way. It's just another guy. So um yeah, it was something I, I didn't take for granted. Dude, who's who's one guy at that Futures game that caught your eye? Like, this dude is going to be a freak. And I know there's a, probably all of them, but who's one dude that, like, really caught your eye at that Futures game? For me, it was that kid that threw, like, 101 across the diamond in half a second. And it just looks like he's – it looked like it was flying out of his hand. It was crazy. So who was that yeah. guy for you? Yeah. Um, like you said, man, like, everyone there was just, like, it, there was no one that didn't belong there. Um, Taj Bradley was probably the one that stuck out to me the most. Cause I got to watch him. I came in the second half of the game, so I got to watch him start the game. Um, yeah, his stuff is, is pretty electric, man. It was, it was probably for the best that I played the second half of that one. <laughs> Dude, there was actually a Canadian kid there, by the way. I think he was on your team, Denzel Clark. Yes. Um, yeah. And he's with, uh, the A's, I think it is. Yeah. He's with the A's, but yes, yes. The futures game is crazy to me because like all of these kids, and I say this on all the time, like you'll look back on these rosters in like five or six years and be like, dude, I can't believe that this, this, whatever, this American league team had like Jack light, like all these dudes on it's a free. Who did you catch during that game? I caught Eric Miller, Mike Burrows, um, Andrew Abbott, who we just faced a couple weeks ago. And I liked it much better with a glove in my hand than that. <laughs> Um, and then I'm blanking on two other guys. But Alec Marsh, maybe? No, no, I don't know if he pitched. That's again, a, awful yeah. name that yeah. whole weekend. That's a friend of the show, Alec Marsh. I was wondering if okay. you caught him. Because I know Ricky Tiedemann pitched, who's a Blue Jay hero. This is the guy okay. that they're just pumping the tires for. But it's just, it's yeah. crazy, man. Looking at this roster, it's pretty much just like all, all top prospects in baseball. It's insane. So, and, and was Jimmy Rollins your coach or was he the coach of the other team? Mike Sosha was our manager, and then Jimmy Rollins coached the American League. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty cool. One thing that was really cool about it was um, Victus, the bat company, sent sent me this bat. Um, it was, like, all these cool graphics on it. But they sent me a Sharpie with it. Like, this is for you to go around and get guys' signatures. And I, I'm not, like, a collector. I'm not – I never – really fanboy by any means but i was like this is gonna be cool so i went around the clubhouse and got that signed by most of the guys so um that'll be a pretty cool thing to have in the future I'm yeah sure. that's something you hang up in the office for sure <clears throat> that's something you hang up in the office that is sick yeah. but i mean did you get a chance when you were at that futures game to kind of step back and be like i can't i obviously it's not like you can't believe it but i'm just I, i'm here right now like i'm in the futures game at dodger stadium yeah, absolutely. That first half of the game when I was sitting on the bench, like, I'll admit it, man. I was like, I can't believe I'm here. You know, like I said, I'm very much that 23rd round kid out of Long Island in my head. So um, it was pretty surreal, man. I, I still can't believe it. Sometimes it was, uh, it was a dream come true. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. 
Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. It's just crazy because you're looking, like, obviously, it doesn't take a brain surgeon to see this. Like, if you're looking at these rosters, you're just like, all these kids are first round, second round, fourth round, like, and then you, and there's you just chilling right there in the future. It's crazy, bro. Like, it goes to show it's just like, it doesn't matter when you get drafted. All that matters is like how you perform and like how you deal with it and stuff. Like, it's just crazy. It really is. Yeah. Like, well, it's I all the mindset. It. But I, uh, I got to ask you this. This is completely off topic here. So, I uh, is there raisin canes in Alabama? Um, I haven't seen one close to us in Alabama, but when we went to Biloxi, Mississippi, there was a ton. Because I'm under the impression, because obviously in Canada we don't have these, I mm-hmm. think raisin canes is the best fast food place in america can you can you debate that like what what is your best fast food place i love chick-fil-a yeah see that's a that's a good one too we have that here like not we have like three in all of canada so i can't really say we have it here big shack are my favorite those two i know i'm probably gonna get some heat for that west coast people in and out and all that but in and out's garbage in and out's terrible yeah i'm with you in and out's trash. Like the people that like In and Out. Like I, I, I don't think anyone outside of California genuinely can say they enjoy In and Out. Not just I have like about In and Out. I have this debate with my sister all the time. She loves the West Coast, and she came to the Futures game, so she was out there and she was loving it. I think you you go to In and Out for the Instagram pictures. That's it. It's it, yeah. It's like go, it, you don't go for the food. It's you like a, it's like a right. wonder of the world. It's like you yes. go there just to say you went there. You don't go inside. That's what yes. In and Out is for me at exactly. least. Exactly. But exactly. It, it and dude, like being in the Dodger Stadium and stuff like that. Did you get to see like the actual, like, were the actual MLB All Stars there yet? Like, did you get to no, like talk to some weren't. of the Phillies guys? No, they weren't. They may have been there, but they weren't around us at all. Oh, okay. I mean, what? what so, t- talk to us about Dodger Stadium, man. How sick was it there? Like, I heard that stadium is first of all impossible to get to. It's like a shuttle walk, like you're hiking up a hill to get there. What is it like? Like, like the locker rooms, like, like what is like the scenery of it? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it's one road to get there. And, and I think if I saw it all correctly, the parking's like all fenced in, like it's all its own property. <laughs> yeah. it's cr- so, uh, we walked, we got there and then we walked the walk, at least where we were from the home clubhouse to where we parked, we parked in the right field foul pole in the home clubhouse on the first base side. And we walked what seemed to be a mile underneath the stadium. And, uh, so it was a long walk there, but when we got there, we were National League, obviously, at the time. And uh, so we were in the Dodgers clubhouse, and it was it was wild, man. Like, just everything you could think of, they had it. And uh, one story I tell is, like, so I, I went out. It was after BP, and I go in to grab a water out of the fridge. And then I turned back, and I didn't hear the door shut of the fridge. So I, like, looked back, and there was one of the clubhouse guys 
already putting another water in the fridge to keep the water. <laughs> like this is the kind of weekend it's gonna be. Like not show. You know? so, not yeah, show. It was, it was cool. Dude, it's crazy. I, I, we talked about it with Spencer Strider on the podcast. He said like the one thing that's that amazes him with being in the show is um is the fact that you're just you never have to worry about laundry ever. Like you just get to the field and it's you, your thing is all clean. And it's just brand new, everything there. You ask the guy for whatever, and he make like he gets it for you. The clubbies, all that type of stuff. So that's one thing that you got to look forward to. But being being in the Angel system and stuff like that. Where's their AAA team, by the way? Where Salt Lake City, Utah. Damn, that's even yeah. further away from the family. Oh, it's <laughs> a 180 from what I what I had. That is crazy. So then you would instead of going from like Lehigh Valley and Redding, which is close to where your like your family is from, you're in. Alabama and then mm-hmm. Utah. And I th- is it the Salt Lake City Bees the name of the team? Yes. Yes, okay. Wow, dude. That that's going to be a call. You're going to just you're just traveling the country now. Like that's crazy to me. So, yeah. is that have they talked to you about like goals for the, like cuz obviously you're still in AA. You've been there for a decent amount of time now. Like is is AAA like in the future for you like this year or do you think it'll be more along the lines of next year? I have no idea, man. I have no idea. I haven't really been told um anything but uh I know we got a pretty good team here and, and we're going to be in the playoffs this year. So, uh, so I'm going to put my, my head towards, towards getting a ring on our fingers. Cause that would be, that would be a lot of fun. So yeah, if I were uh, you, I'll just be like, just keep me here. Like, let me just live the dream here and I just mean, win a championship. Cause that team is a wagon. Like looking at that yeah. roster, that team is just absurd. And it's, it's like, so the, and you guys are playing at like, I, yeah, it's Toyota field, right? Like talk about mm-hmm. big time here. You guys are just buzzing. Where is, is where, where is that close to? Like, is that close to like University of Alabama? Like, uh, it's probably two hours, oh, two okay. and a half away. So, um, we were like an hour from Chattanooga, I think, hour and a half. So, around that area, it's two hours from Nashville, too. So, it's kind of like in the middle of, of those three, I would say. It, what league would you, th- would you say is like harder to hit in offensively, like just pitcher wise? I would say here in the Southern League only because in the Eastern League, I faced a lot of guys that I had faced the year before in high A. Um, so coming here, it was completely unfamiliar. You know, like if like if you tell me we have to go play the Somerset Patriots, like I can probably tell you who's pitching on what day and what kind of stuff they have, you know. But yeah. here it's, it's such a, a mixed bag and people you haven't seen. So I would say here just for that reason. And how – we got to talk about the swag. How easy was it to trans- transfer over? Because majority of their, like, the colors for the trash pandas is red. So you don't have to get anything brand new, cleats, none of that stuff. Or are you just, you switched everything up? Um, I had, obviously, I had all the red stuff. Um, but we only had five weeks left. So I didn't go, I didn't go too crazy with, with All Star or Adidas on getting me any new stuff or, or Franklin. But, um, yeah, they luckily they they sent me some stuff because it's more black and white than it is red, so they took care of me. But uh, but yeah, I I didn't have to turn in blue or green or anything like that. What it, you didn't actually talk? We didn't talk about the cleats for the futures game. I didn't end up seeing them. What were they? Yeah, Adidas customized them for us. They partnered up with I forget the the guy or the company's name, but uh, yeah, they they partnered up with them and and they were sick, man. They were really cool. They had uh that a futures game little star logo on on the left or right and then um palm trees on the other and with all these cool colors so um yeah it was the first time i had worn something like that but uh yeah it was it was pretty cool 
you've been actually like we talk about you've been just launching baseballs for a living and some of them are uh some of them are like far absolute bombs let's go into the analytics side of it what's okay. the furthest home run or the best feeling home run you've hit so far this year and we'll say what the truck is yeah it was in biloxi um and it was i forget the distance I, I don't know the exact metrics on it, but it definitely felt the best. And it was kind of ironic because I like I, I try to be open minded with things, but certain things I try to really keep the same in my head. And uh, and the, this at that I was I was trying to feel something with with my swing and and it just clicked. And, and that was the best, probably the best feeling ball I hit all year. And, and uh, yeah, I've been trying to trying to recreate that feeling since. As of August 24th. You had you played 12 games of Trash Pandas, six nukes, 15 RBIs, 1140 OPS, 11 and one team record. Some are saying, I mean, the Logan O'Hoppy difference. I mean, do you look into that stuff? Like, what what's that? What's that locker room like? Like, are the boys loose? Or are they are they just like expecting to win every single game they play? It's got nothing to do with me, man. These these guys have nasty stuff and and know how to use it too. Um, so I'm just there just to be there for them. I'm not I'm not conducting anything or or changing anything that they're doing but like i said they know how to win and, and they expect to um and also too they don't they don't let losses affect the next day which is huge so um yeah man it's a it's a really great culture and credit to, to andy shots there man for creating that that culture as well so um yeah man like it was it was a culture that i i've i wanted to be a part of right away you know so i hopped in there and looked around for two days and i was like this is going to be a really really good time and and it's uh exceeded my expectations so far when did you turn into a throwing from your knees guy i never thought you were that type of guy is that always your thing when did that turn when did that happen i always messed around with it um and then this year i started doing it a lot man and and i feel like i'm just more efficient from down there i know like I know especially old school people may may be against oh, they're it. They're pissed but, about it. They're pissed but, uh, about it. And I'm not gonna lie, like there's sometimes when I do it when I shouldn't and like I mean you make mistakes in games, you know, but I, I like it better. I feel like I'm more efficient, I feel like I'm more accurate, my times are better. So um gonna keep rolling with it, man, because I feel like if, if guys are out then then no one can really say much. So I'm gonna try to uh I'm gonna try to keep that rolling, not get too happy with it and still be be adjustable and, and be open minded to things, but uh yeah, I really like it, man, and it's working for me. Do you look at some of these – this is another – like I said, another. I'm just full of dumb questions. Do you look at some of these perfect game pop time with these, like, 12-year-old kids and just, like, there is no disrespect. There is no way in hell this kid has a 197 pop time. Because I'm looking at some of these, and I'm like, isn't JT Romuto's, like, 18-something or 19-something, and we have a 12-year-old, 13-year-old kid with a 194? Like, no chance. Like, do you look at that and you're like, what are they? What are we doing here with this younger gen? Like, what are we doing here? If I look at that, it's another one. <laughs> it keeps swiping through it. But uh, no, I work like in the off season. I'll go back and coach at either clinics or stuff that I'm at, and and I'll get asked sometimes, you know, what are your times? And I try to, I try to be a good coach and spread <laughs> the message. And all my answer is always just on the back, and they look at me like just completely bundled, but. I haven't really gotten a time on me much since I signed or since scouting events in high school. So I know times don't mean anything if you can't put a good throw on the back. So I try to coach Logan tries to preach that in the off season. <laughs> I just, I'm tired of it. I'm just tired of like scrolling <laughs> through uh, 
scrolling through it, and like this 13-year-old kid who just got dragged and forced to go to baseball doesn't want to be there. One nine eight for Jimmy, whatever. Like, what are what are we doing here? And I'm seeing it all over TikTok, all that stuff. I, it's just incredible. Like, you, you love to see it. You actually hate to see it, obviously, but it just. I love anything that gets old people mad on Twitter, and that one thing is throwing off the knees, and that's something that you've been doing. So it it is like, I don't understand why people would hate on it though, because it's more efficient than just standing up and throwing a baseball. Like, what what's like the flaws with it? Is it less control, or what's the flaw with that? I. Like this, this is probably really ignorant of me, but I don't know. Um, the way I like to look at it is like I'm, I'm taller for a catcher, and if I go for my knees, all it does is take my shins out of it, and that's just extra body to move. So it, I feel like it just makes me shorter, like pretty much. I respect that. So you're trying Plus to feel like me. I respect that. Trying to, <laughs> trying to be like but me. But that's why it helps, man. It's 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 tough to have everything in sync and, and moving quick and efficient and and that helps me do it so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep going with it are you uh are you lifting during the season a lot mm-hmm. uh not a lot twice a week and then usually a core and mobility um kind of circuit float thing on at the end of the week all right so no you're not benching eh? no bench no squat none of that stuff uh dumbbell bench yeah but no straight bar or anything like that I respect that. You're just trying to, you got, you're trying to, I mean, in the off season, that's what you're doing, obviously, right? Are you throwing up some big boy numbers in the off season? I like throwing some weight around in the off season. Yeah. I, I enjoy that. I don't know if it's just because during the year I can, I can channel my anger with going out and playing and I don't have that in the off season or what it is. Uh, no, I'm just playing, but uh, <laughs> I do enjoy, enjoy lifting and working out in the off season. I did. I probably overdid it a little bit the past like two months. Cause like I said, I got sick and, and I was under 200 pounds for the first time in a couple of years. And I didn't like how I felt. I woke up and looked in the mirror and was like, I am not looking at the right guy. So, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> so I tried to, uh, I tried to fix it as quick as I could. I don't know if that was what was best, but, uh, but we're back up to where we want to be. So, so in my head, it's worth it. This is completely off topic, dude. We got to go to a Penn state football. I'm not, listen, I'm a Michigan guy. All right. Whenever you go down to visit your girlfriend, like I said, it's only like three or four hours from me, Penn State, I think. I don't think it's that far. We'll go down to a game. I'm not going to wear any Penn State stuff, obviously. I'll be there as a neutral fan. You'll be there in full. Have you jumped on the Penn State bandwagon, though, because of the girlfriend? Like, are you full on? Is that your college football team now? Yeah, I'm bought in. I'm I'm bought in (laughs) for two reasons. One, because I needed a college team. East Carolina isn't much to root for. Sorry. No, yeah, non football. Non football. Who goes to East Carolina? But, uh, yeah, I'm bought in one, and then two. I, I think I would be in some pretty hot water around the uh, the Haas household. If uh, yeah, you get roasted. You, you you might as well just join them. I respect that. Listen, yeah, I wish it was Michigan. I'm scared Hand of up. her dad than her too, so I don't want to be in any trouble with him. I respect that. Listen, I wish it was Michigan, but I'm glad to have you in the Big Ten. As a Big Ten yeah. advocate, I'm glad to have you in the Big Ten. <laughs> I'm happy to be there. So you're getting close to 30 home runs. All right. You're eight away here. I don't know how much part of the how many games you guys have left. I'm not quite familiar with it. I just I just love the minor league stories. I don't really look into the schedules and stuff like that. Got uh three weeks left in the regular season. So you got a hit. So what's the average? You need eight more home runs. Let's do some <laughs> basic math. So you okay. need eight divided by three. More than two a week. I know that. So let's go for two. Let's just go. You, so what you got to do is you got to go for three in one week, right? And then just make it the rest easy. So this week right here, let's make the goal three home runs, which is a crazy thing. Like that's like Aaron Judge type numbers, but 
at the end of the day, summer like you're launching and you said it's a launch pad. So is that real? Is is 30 home runs like a realistic goal of yours? Or is that like not possible with how many weeks are left? Well, I don't want to say anything is not possible. Um, but my goal was originally 20. I hit. You got to smash that, though. 20 was easy. That was like, I, I did that in Juco in the fall. Like, we, we got to get up to 30 here. Well, I thought 20 would raise enough money for Alex's Lemonade, so I figured that that would, that would take care of it. But uh, I haven't even thought about 30, to be honest. 20 was the big one. 20 was the goal that I've had for a while, and that was ironically the one I was talking about before, the one that felt the best. So, uh, so yeah, I, I haven't thought about it, but, I mean, why the hell not? Let's, I mean, why not hit 30 one time? Like, let's go here. I mean, you got eight, eight more in three weeks. So that's, yeah, two a week is, I mean, you do that in your sleep. I'm looking at your, I'm looking at your uh, schedule right now. I mean, you, yeah, you, you've been able to do that. So we're going to go for 30 and it's going to be a massive party when you hit 30. We're going to go bananas. So I'll maybe, I'll drive down to New York, wherever you're going to be at. We're going to go crazy in the off season, celebrate the 30 home run mark, the 30, 30 club. How are you? Let me see if you how close far you are from the 30 30 club. How many stolen bases you got this year? Seven. Uh, All right. So you need 23 stolen bases in the next three, three weeks. weeks. <laughs> and then you're good. Three weeks. Oh, why not? <laughs> that would be absurd. 27 stolen bases. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I don't think I don't want to say anything's impossible, but that's uh no, yeah, we can say it. I that's would, I mean, that's that, I don't even know if that's yeah, that's just not possible. For but, a catcher and yeah, that, that's pretty impossible. <laughs> well, let's look into some advanced analytics here for you. Let's see what your average is. How many home runs you have? So you, wow. So a lot of people are murmuring you when, when you guys are playing in the night, that's when Logan O'Hoppy's the best. Plain and simple. You have 17 home runs in night games. Did you know that stat or am I bringing that to light now? That's an incredible, that's an incredible stat. Well, I love coming on here, man. I learn new things all the time. 17 home runs in night games, man. Luckily, the Angels, a lot of Angels games are at night at seven o'clock because they try to accommodate the Eastern time zone. So that that's incredible. I do. That's something MLB.com prospect list. They can't keep track of that shit. That's why we do this podcast here. But 17 home runs is crazy. Um, You've been caught. Ste- Let's look at the caught stealings here. because We're trying to keep you humble, obviously. Um, yeah, probably not a ton. I've gotten uh, bags off me this year. So you, so you have stolen. I know we're talking about stolen. Are you stolen seven bases? Is that a personal instinct for you, like to steal a base? Are you like a stolen base guy, or is it just like, have you got like, have they been gracious with some of the stolen bases for you? No, it's it's not really on my mind. It's something I'm trying to learn how to do. Um, but getting on base has been a higher priority of mine. So that's uh, I I, I, I actually have a cheat sheet for you. So if you want to steal more bases or at least make the opposing team think you're stealing bases, where the oven mitt. That's it. I don't even care. If you're fast or not, you go oven mitt. That's the only way you steal bait. Like I tell it to every single guest. If you are somehow a little bit slow or you're like, you're not a stolen base guy, just wear the oven mitt and the other team's like, oh shit. Like this dude's (laughs) going to be swiping bags at first. Well, I I have one. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's completely for show. But now I'm just playing. I try to stay safe, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't consider myself fast like like Neto or or Whitefield or any of the other these other guys. I'm just gonna be honest. Like when I see the oven mitt, I'm just immediately like, I don't care if you you could be me. Like I wish that was a hack. I don't think oven mitts were a thing when I was playing baseball, like in junior college, because I would have wore it all the time. And I was the slowest. Yeah. I think I ran like a seven five sixty. I was a nightmare on the base pass. You hate <laughs> to see that. 
But uh, so last thing here, obviously, man, we're getting into the season. We're getting to close to the end of the season now. Obviously, the 30 home run marks on your mind, stuff like that. Have you played in a playoff before, like in the playoffs and minor leagues and stuff like that? Or is this going to be your first time? This is going to be my first. What's one thing you're looking forward to in the playoffs? Because I, I know I, a lot of minor league guys we have on here that make it to the show, humble brag. They say, like, what they noticed in the minors, and maybe you can not, like, uh, debunk this, is a lot of guys are kind of playing for themselves, right? I mean, you're obviously worried about the team, but you're worried more about, like, your personal goals. In the major leagues, it's you're playing for the team. Like, that's it. You're, like, you're worried about what the team's doing, all that type of stuff. The Myers is working towards it. What's, like... I mean, yeah, like what's one thing you're looking forward to to play in the playoffs? Or maybe you can you can debunk that. That it's more selfish in minor leagues. Well, to be honest with you, man, that's that's why I've loved being down here so much is cuz all the guys are I mean, yeah, everyone's looking out um for how they're playing, but down here it's a special group because everyone wants to win just as badly as they want to play well for themselves, you know, and um I haven't noticed any selfishness in that clubhouse and anyone that knows me knows that I, I don't I don't lie to people. So, um, yeah, man, it's what I'm looking forward to the playoffs or in the playoffs is the same thing that I was looking forward to when I was coming down here was just being around a group of guys that want to win and, and we got a good one. So, um, kind of looking forward to, to keeping it rolling, you know, nothing, nothing in particular. I'm, I'm sure there'll be a little bit more of a buzz and, um, a little bit more energy and guys, you know, naturally, but, um, no, there, there's no selfishness around that clubhouse and I'm looking forward to just continue to, to really uh, lock it in with these guys. And this is the last question. Are your parents locked in on social media? Like, are they doing like searching your name, see what people are saying about you? Cause maybe I could take over the reins of that. Maybe I will just deal with it full time. They don't have to worry about just searching Logan O'Hoppy and seeing what people are saying about you. Are they, are they locked in on that? No, mom and dad are, are completely out of it. The only thing that mom posts about is either missing me or my sister or another <laughs> Homer for Alex's lemonade. So those, that's the only two. That I respect they, that. It's good to stay offline. I was like, listen, I, the TikToks for both the podcasts I do, Humble Brag are getting massive. It, it's not good for the mental health. I get called uh, a dumb version of Pete Davidson. Does this dude, has this dude ever played baseball? This dude has no idea what he's talking about. I've got the whole kit, kitten and kabo- caboodle. So I understand it. So if I give any piece of advice to you and all the listeners, stuff like that, stay offline. Don't read well, the shit. I always say everyone's powerful behind a computer or phone screen. And listen, so. th- these are the same guy. It just, it sucks. And those are the same, like the, the guys that are going to bash, whatever, bash, whatever. They are going to be the first ones to ask you for a picture. If they saw you in person, that's just how you got to look at it. Plain and how, it is. how it is. Well, anyways, man, we had to get you back on. Obviously I was, I'm pumped that you're, I, I honestly, this it sounds bad to say, but I'm pumped. You got traded. Cause there's going to be way more opportunities here for you in Los Angeles, especially with, Thanks. uh, the minor, I mean, you're the number one prospect of the team. It's not good. You tell me, but it's going to be sick to see like the come up for you and the LA angels, man, they come to Toronto a lot. So it's going to be convenient for the family and it's going to be convenient for me to be able to see you play. They were actually just here yesterday. So yeah, you love no, to see it. No doubt, man. I appreciate me. I'm looking forward to the next one. Thank you for listening to officially unofficial. Make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at a fish on a fish pod. And on Instagram at officially unofficial pod. Thank you.